0: Welcome to the 58 West King fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Tony. Thank you for joining us on our 154th episode. Today, we're offering up some critical advice to anyone who's an absolute beginner at fantasy football. We're also wiping the dust off a segment you all probably forgot about. That's Growing Up with Matt and Tony. 1995 is where we're currently at. The heavy year. So heavy, we brought in reinforcements. Joining me today is my co-host, Matt Graham, and the host of the Taco Corp Fantasy Football Podcast, the titan of the taco industry, the visionary behind the vinegar strokes, Nate Moliné. Gentlemen, how we doing?
1: We're good. I am phenomenal. It's good to be joined by our good friend, Nate Molinae from the Taco Court Fantasy Football Podcast, here to help me liven up this room full of uh, guys who bleep out curse words. How you doing, Nate?
2: I'm doing really well. It is an honor to hear that there is somebody from, I don't know if you guys heard or not, but the Taco Court Fantasy Football League Podcast available on all platforms, including this one that you're listening on. It's probably linked below. Just go ahead and click that thing, download it, subscribe, share it with your friends. Leave a review on Apple. Hey, you can leave reviews on Spotify now. So no, nah, but I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to uh, see how many bleeps we can get. Let's set an over-under at like, what, 15? Something like that? Over-under 15? That's low. Uh, okay, That's we got to pump so those low. numbers up. Let's go uh, over-under, let's say-
1: uh, Odds makers are fell asleep at the fucking wheel on that one. Tw- 27. 27 is a good number.
2: 0.5? Yep. 27.5. 27.5. Yeah. yeah, no pushes here.
0: There you go. I like it. Well, welcome back. It's been a while, Nate. Glad to have you back. Glad that Taco Corp is dropping episodes. I've listened to all of those. I listened to them as soon as you drop them, obviously helped you with some editing, but I'll listen like as soon as I hit my phone. So thank you.
2: Nice. You. I'm glad that you listen to episodes at about 1.35 in the morning <laughs> when I finally get it published. So uh, that means a lot. Absolutely.
0: All right. First up, we have our Fantasy Beginners Corner. We're just offering up some things that we believe will be very helpful to anyone newer to fantasy football. We each brought a few pieces of advice. Matt, why don't you go ahead and get us started?
1: So the first one is kind of an expansion on what we've talked about in previous uh, segments. But we talk about you know using a separate ranking or a separate you know database to uh, to rank your players while you're drafting, so you're not falling victim to the ADP on the platform you're on, such as Yahoo, ESPN, so forth. Make sure that's in like a cheat sheet form or a ranking form, something you can actually look at. A lot of people will look at rankings ahead of time and then be on their phone and have no other visual aid and then you just you get sucked into the adp you can't help it if that's what you're looking at that's what you're going to get sucked in so print out a cheat sheet like we used to do in the 2000s buy a magazine my my dad would like buy two magazines and i'd be highlighting players when i was like 13 years old so yeah have another thing next to you while you're drafting so you don't get sucked up into the platform's adp
0: so it makes sense that makes sense i like it
2: Makes dollars too Makes dollars too uh yeah i got one so my first one here is, you know, there's a lot of content out there. You can listen to Series XM Radio. And there's a whole fantasy sports channel and anywhere from, I'd say, April to May time frame, about a month and a half after baseball. They get into football season because that's what people really want to see, right? But there can be a lot of noise with that. Everybody has their different theories and different ways they do stuff. And one of the things to remember is that a lot of analysts base their advice off how they construct rosters. So go through, maybe listen for a week, right? You take a week, you listen to you know, let's say 10 hours a day or something like that, right? You do it over two weeks. So you'll get a good 40 hours in. find somebody that you like who teaches you something who helps you learn something, not just saying pick this player or whatever and follow that one analyst and stick with them the entire time, right? That way you're not getting all these different theories and and ways of doing stuff because that'll help you learn a little bit more, right? And then you could base your own opinions based off how you did that year, based off that analyst's advice or learning or teachings and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I like the way you uh, frame this one in our chat. You talked about too much noise. The phrase has been tossed around a little bit, but if you have too many voices coming at you, you kind of end up with uh paralysis by analysis. Just too mm-hmm. many people pulling you in too many different directions.
1: Yeah. You'll find yourself in a draft and a name will pop up and you'll be like, I think I remember somebody saying they like that guy. I think I remember 10 guys saying they don't like that guy. Do I like this guy? Do they like him? Mm-hmm. It, it gets yeah overwhelming because every podcast has a host and some of them love Cordero Patterson and some of them hate Cordero Patterson and some I don't like. You just find out who you can trust and, and, and stick to that guy or girl, whoever that analyst is.
0: Yep, yep. All right, my tip here is mock draft a few times using your league settings. Mock draft! F- yeah! Don't have to go crazy with it, but just hop on Draft Wizard or hop on Sleeper. Check your league settings, mimic those in your mock draft, and then just do it a couple times and build a strategy. It helps with knowing where the players that you like are going. Also. Draft Wizard kind of gives you some tips, some suggestions based off who you're drafting. Um, if you are, you know, relatively new to fantasy football.
1: Mock draft is important. Me and Tony, we mock way too much. We mock each other. We mock draft. We do a lot of mocking, but it's good. Mocking bird. Okay, next one. Yeah. The next two I have are, <laughs> the next <laughs> one I have is uh, draft day mind game related things. The first one, I like to do this. I feel like maybe I like to do it. I've seen other people. I've talked to other people who do this as well. It's more useful in an in-person draft. It's harder to accomplish online so bear with that. but act upset when players you didn't like get drafted, especially if it's right before you. like if you know if you're coming down in the sixth round and someone takes a player you want absolutely no part of like I don't know Melvin Gordon. no 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 shade to him, but I don't you know someone takes Melvin Gordon here and, and you're like, man, I wanted him. You make the person think that they're in your head and they're sniping you and they get they get all inflated and popped up inflate egos mess with their minds people with inflated egos end up taking aj green in the ninth round and that's what you want you want people taking people way too early and thinking that they're hot shit when they're not so i like to with people's minds 4D chess boys what do you think
2: yeah i think you should do that with uh christian mccaffrey no matter where he gets taken if it's the 16th <laughs> round god damn it i wanted christian mccaffrey i was saving my last pick for him no you weren't you don't want that drama
1: here's my theory on christian mccaffrey it's it, christian mccaffrey <laughs> You really
2: say it that way? I just thought it was a joke. No, he oh. adds a T every time.
1: <laughs> I, it's, it's a joke. I do it to mess with Tony.
2: No, you don't. <laughs> I just, oh, that should have been a name. Goddamn. Uh,
1: anyway, um, I, here's my theory on Christian McCaffrey. Everybody wants to talk about the downside of him getting injured, and he's almost almost guaranteed to get injured. But I did a couple drafts recently on Underdog where I was the second pick, and I got him. I was like, mm, I kind of like Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like You hate him. You hate on him until you find out that you're the 102, and you're like, Am I really gonna take Cooper Cup or Jeff- Justin Jefferson over him? I don't know, but yeah.
2: Like I had Christian McCaffrey in all my leagues last year, right? I was all pumped and everything like that. Took him one on one, overall everything. I will not draft him this year. I don't care where it is. If it's it literally if it's in the 16th round and Christian McCaffrey's there, I won't take him because I don't want to deal with the heartbreak. I don't want to deal with the chance. I don't want to deal with the anxiety. Right? Like, why do I want that problem? I don't want it. That's me. All right, my number two. I assume that if you're getting into fantasy football and you're playing it as a casual, or you're a beginner or something like that, you would like to be good at it, right? Like we're talking a little tips, you're looking for tips and stuff like that. So find yourself an analyst was my first one. Number two, I would watch the games to understand if the analysis that I am referring to fits what I want to do or what I believe or trying to see it happen in person, right? So my number two would be to watch the games without sound. I do this myself. I don't listen to the broadcast whatsoever. And this is any game that I watch. It could be any sport or something like that. I just don't listen to broadcasts. That way, you can focus your mindset or your thoughts and what you're seeing on actually what is happening on the field and not what is being told to you in the broadcast. Right? So and so is going to talk about this, or they do good in man coverage. No, they don't. Like the numbers don't. You know, base it off of that. You play a guy in daily fantasy. Because they play him in the slot against this type of coverage or whatever it may be, right? Whatever your analysis is for the week, see if it's true. See what went wrong. See what went right. Just focus on the X's and O's of the game rather than all the noise that's happening with, oh, my gosh, and this, this, that, right? That kind of stuff. So that's what I would do if you're trying to get a little bit better. Understand football better, I guess you would say. You could do this on uh, NFL 22s as well. If you have like an NFL Game Pass subscription and stuff, that's really good for it. You see what kind of coverages teams come out in most of the time. Like you may reference it in analysis or something and then how to beat those coverages. Right. And then what does these teams do good in these coverages or something like that? So that's what I would do.
0: That's a good point. I'm glad you brought up the NFL, the all 22. Mm -hmm. If you're watching a normal TV broadcast, like the cameras fixated on the left or right side, think probably the right side, uh, Mm -hmm. if you're oriented from the offense after they snap the ball, the receivers disappear. So you don't know what the yeah. hell is going on. 10 yards, 15 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. So I think that's why uh, Matthew Barry, I'm sorry, Matt Harmon does his uh, reception perception. That's kind of his thing behind all of that. But if you have the NFL, all 22, you have that access? You can actually look at each route run and see what the defense is doing. See which guys are beating man, see which guys are finding soft spots in zones. hundred percent agree with this one, Nate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The broadcast is for ratings. Like they get likable or hopefully likable personalities. To appease the your everyday very base level fan friendly faces like oh I know Collinsworth I'll throw on this game or so on and so forth if you listen to any like major football heads whether it's PFF or radio or anything like that they just comp- almost they don't trash Chris Collinsworth because he owns PFF but they pretty much trash every other football analyst and like well I can't believe he got that much wrong <laughs> they mm-hmm. were call- calling the game so yeah that just you can tell also if you don't have Alt twenty two you can use tools like PFF that have coverage breakdowns wide receiver breakdowns um they usually have crazy promotions where like you can bet some money on underdog you get a free subscription for a year things like that i just did it there's a lot of cool stuff in there so there's a lot mm-hmm. of resources online some of them free some of them behind a very small paywall um if you're looking to step up your game that's definitely a good way to do it
2: and i will call myself out on this i don't mute every game i will watch monday night broadcasts but i'll watch it on the manning cast on so espn2 because that is strictly x's and o's and like like and then you look at it and it's like, why is Peyton Manning saying they're going to do this type of play or something like that? Or this is what I would do in this situation because they come out in this, this, this. And that's helping me learn the game a lot more. So
1: now over to Peyton to break down the touchdown. I can't hear. Shit.
2: <laughs> Eli Manning in a in a dog pound chain. So it's good. so good. Stoop cinema chain. All
0: right, my second one here. Uh, fantasy stamina. If this is a work league, something you know, casual mini if not all of your coworkers likely aren't going to pay attention all season, hit the waiver wire, offer up trades. Just keep setting your lineup. That last one's probably the biggest one because after bye week, start hitting in what week four, week five, you'll probably start getting a lot of easy matchups. As long as you're setting your lineup, taking out your injured players, taking out your guys on bye, stuff like that. Fantasy stamina.
2: You know, while chicks dig the long ball, chicks also dig stamina as well. So, you know, you don't see your local rapper sitting there you know, pulling all the babes. You see Drake and Lil Wayne and Polo G pulling them all, right? You know why? Because they're champions. So if you have the stamina to withstand the long, grueling 16 weeks of fantasy football, you'll become a champion in your That's home right. league. And then you'll be able to pull them, you know, because you'll take your fantasy football trophy down to the bar and be like, hey, I just won my work league. And, dude, it's just going to flow everywhere, I'm telling yeah.
1: you. Make sure to bring the tapatio. to yep. uh, My Yep. My third tip and trick is... 5d chess the ultimate mind game in a draft it's gonna sound crazy but stick with me here guys before the draft especially if it's in person if if if, if you're in person it's a must if you're on line it's not as much of a must maybe a little awkward i still recommend doing it you take a agra and you wear no underwear you go commando the entire time you're sitting there with your cargo shorts is it the pleats in your pants no no it is your your excitement for this draft and no, no mattering how discerning the people in your draft are, they're going to look. They're going to look. They're going to make eye contact with it. And they're going to fuck up at least one or two picks because their mind is not where it's supposed to be. That is how you play the ultimate mind game. Strong option. Hopefully the draft doesn't go over four hours because if it does, you better call a doctor. Just make sure you get, <laughs> I'm distracted right now. It's, make sure you get in at the three hour and fifty nine minute mark. Otherwise, you're going to be in some trouble. It's a risky game, but I recommend playing it.
2: Little known fact: We record podcasts on one eighth Agra because it gets us through, you know, a good thirty five minutes, forty minutes after it's settled in and whatever like that. But look, what is better than four Ds, right? Since we're talking about them, five Ds, five D chessing. The guy who's going to come in with a big old b*** just raging in his gray sweatpants and his like Joe Montana Jersey. What you have to do is prepare for it. Right? So give yourself 24 to 48 hours before, because you know, there's going to be a bigger guy at your draft now, right? You just got the best tip ever. You need to prepare yourself to take on this guy. Right? And there's no better way to take on a big raging than to wear a for the entire day prior to 48 hours prior to stretch yourself out. You can get them in different sizes. I mean, they sell them in like five packs on adamandeve.com, right? You go from pinky to like ring finger to middle finger to thumb to big toe, essentially, right? This is how it rolls, right? And that way when you walk in there and it's like, yo, I got a a rock hard. Oh yeah, I got a bro. Come give it to me. I've been ready for you. I've been preparing for this. I know your little mind games. And then everybody in the draft is like, holy shit, we're up against... Pros right here. This guy's got a, a fantasy guru subscription. He's on PFF. He watches all twenty twos. Like he's ready to go. There's nothing that he hasn't thought of. We're f***ed. He's f***ed, But him getting f-ed, f-ed us—that's my last tip.
0: Jesus Christ! We just smashed the over in just a minute, two minutes. I don't know what that was. Our editors are going to be working overtime. Yeah, long Ooh. hard hours. <laughs>
1: Shout out to uh, the 50 West King standards and practice division. You guys are
2: doing the Lord's work over there. And back to Tony's things there too. Is do it in mock drafts. Get yourself ready. You know, you got to prepare. You can't be drafted with a on draft day for the first time. You got to be careful. Yeah. it. You know, practice makes perfect. You want to win a championship or not. Do you want to go to the bar with your home league or your work league trophy or do you not? What What matters here? Have priorities, priorities, will. You know, align where you're going to put your energy, time, and focus. It's- and that's why we're here. That's why the
1: 58 West King podcast is here with Nader at 5:30. We put in the man hours, so you don't have to.
2: Yeah, trust me, it works. This
0: is the one that gets us kicked off Spotify easily.
2: There's literally like, there's got to be like podcasts that are just nothing but like the sounds from porn, essentially, right? Like,
0: all right, if you're in a state to to receive the last tip here. Uh- <laughs> nature is pick players from good offenses good offenses are going to score more fantasy points than bad offenses and I did some homework here at the very least you're going to want to use this as a tiebreaker if you're stuck between two players take the high powered offense that'll offer up more red zone opportunities more target opportunities more carries longer drives etc so I did bring the stats to back this up the chargers as a team scored 1,672 PPR fantasy points in 2021. The Rams were at 1,619. The Bills were at 1,606. Those are good offenses. You should target players in those offenses. Conversely, the New York Jets scored 1,117 PPR fantasy points in 2021. And the Panthers scored 1,153. Those are examples of bad offenses. So that's a huge difference. And that's pretty much across the board for those teams too. At quarterback, Wide receiver, running back, and tight end too. So, if you're stuck between two guys, maybe lean towards you know the Chargers, Bills, Rams, etc. Teams that project to score more points.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Nobody wants to root for Zach Wilson's backup to throw touchdowns to their players. You want to root Yo. for Herb. Herb, your enthusiasm. You want you want Herbert out there throwing dimes
2: to your player. What was that dude's name? What was his name? Mike White something like that? That dude's a gangster dog. He is. He makes Elijah Moore stock go way up. I was going to say,
0: those backups <laughs> are better for Elijah Moore. All right. Thanks for the input there, gents. Hopefully, if you're newer to the game of fantasy football, you can use some of what we offered up here today. <laughs> Probably not all of it. <laughs> if you're a more experienced fantasy manager and you've got other tips, we'd love to hear them or see them and, uh, and share them. You can email us. That address is in the show notes or find us on Twitter at 58WKingPodcast or at Man 69 or at nader five He'd love to see your tip.
2: Can we just get something out of the way? Because I hear this thing every time you guys put an episode out. Naderade 530.
0: Is it O or zero?
2: It's a zero. Uh But where I'm from, we don't say 530. We say 530. That's my area code. 530.
1: At Naderade 530. I'm I'm not. God damn you. (laughs) (laughs) McCafferty. (laughs) Yeah, you expect me to change... My initial thoughts on what someone's name is, not going to happen. Whatever I think your name is from the minute I see it, that's what it is. Yeah, got sorry, it. Sorry, Darius Leonard. Sorry, <laughs> Robbie with a Y Anderson. Sorry, guys.
0: All right, before we move on, let's take a short break.
1: What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Let me, oh, Sing you a song.
0: I will turn not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh, baby, how do I need Welcome back. Growing up with Matt, Tony, and Nate. We're picking up where we left off with 1995. In this segment, we like to travel back in time and recall our favorite songs, movies, video games, and just memories from that episode's year. Matt, why don't you set the scene?
1: The year is 1995. Right smack dab in the middle of the 90s. Grunge music is all the rave. Flannels are what life's about. Politics are questionable. Things are rough and ready, going smooth. I, personally, seven years old in the second grade. What a year. What a year for 1995. How did 1995 treat you guys? You guys remember it? You guys remember it, right? Tony was 17, mustache.
2: Nate, what were you up to? Uh, About four foot one, about 37 pounds. Nice. Tony?
0: Uh, No mustache, not 17, but I was in fifth grade. That'll be my memory a little later on, but uh, it was an okay year. Didn't hate it, didn't love it, but it was a good year.
1: Yeah, it was second grade, which was the first year that I started doing gate, which uh, is gifted and talented education, which was, you know, it was for kids who like, the teacher said it was for like smart, not smarter kids, but like kids who like needed more of a challenge than the regular coursework. So it's a good thing. But like, when I found out I was in gate, my older cousin who's kind of a d- convinced me that it was for kids with special needs. And so for the first like half of it, I was like, <laughs> I just thought I was going to a separate class because I had special needs. And I was like, it's for gifted and talented education. He's like gifted and talented, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Look at your eye, you tell me you don't have special needs. And then you know, my cousin was kind of mean to me. Uh- <laughs> Jesus. I remember baseball tryouts. I remember, I have played baseball since I was five, but I remember like specifically it getting more intense when I was like 7 years old and you would do baseball tryouts but like my dad was a coach like I was going to be on his team I don't know why I was trying out or who I was trying out for and there's just a bunch of like 40 to 50 year old men just like with a clipboard and paper like don't draft that shitty 7 year old Mike's going to take him (laughs) yeah good times good times good memories what
2: do you guys got that was like the opening to anxiety for me like going to baseball tryouts in like 5th grade or whatever like that little league and it's like why am I, as a fifth grade kid, like being looked at like I'm a f*** major league prospect or something like that? You know, like, who the f*** are you, Bill, who works at Taco Bell? You know, like, get the f*** out of here, man. Like, this is not that serious, dog. Like, no, no, we got we're the hippos. We got to have a standard for the type of players we have. And all that kid will fit at third base. Shut the f*** up, man. I'm playing baseball.
1: It's 10 a.m. on a Saturday. You get a Bud Ice and a brown paper bag. And you're judging
0: my my grounder <laughs> drills. What the f*** are we doing here? Looking for five-tool players. That's that's what they're doing. Why don't we uh, kick it off with a song, Matt? Okay. What's uh, what's a song you remember meant something to you, or just a song that you like now uh, from 1995? So there's a lot of good ones,
1: but um, I think I think for me, the angst of Alanis Morissette and You Ought to Know. Yeah, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Didn't mean a lot to me in 1995 because I had no idea what going down on you in a movie theater was. But now, as an adult, I'm like, man, this chick is jilted. She's standing outside watching them eat dinner. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Shit, but I, I dig it. I like it. It's like, uh, it's like crazy emo before emo started showing up.
2: I like, I like Lannis more stuff. With me, my song is gonna be "Gangsters Paradise" by Coolio. There's a line I remember when I was working in Maryland. Um, just a few years back. I put this quote up in my office. I was in charge of the shop or whatever, right? I had 20-something people that were around the clock 24 hours. And they were kind of like the misfit. They were seen as like the misfit kids of like our unit, basically, because they were all like under 23. All the leadership didn't really understand them. So we put this quote up on our board. So if anybody came into our office, they'd see it and they'd ask the questions, right? But it's from the song and he says... They say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me. If they can understand me, how can they reach me? So that was something we were just listening to one day and then it came up and I was like, oh, that's our wall quote, clo- our wall quote. So it's something too that I think about just in my everyday life. Like you guys know, I talk a lot about my own personal experiences, right? I've talked a lot about the darkness. I went through depression, anxiety, divorce, being a single parent, raising girls, all this crazy shit that like stresses me out or whatever like that, but maybe in some of that someone will reach out right and this happened a couple of times people are like yo how did you do this or i'm helping a friend out go through the same kind of situation right now too so um and i don't think that they do that or they open up about it unless like they feel like you can reach them right or something like that so uh, something to think about as we go forward but that's me i'm not all that crazy plugged up so just sometimes just 95 percent of the time it works all the time
1: just enough to know the exact (laughs) sizes and dimensions and average star amazon review for the products that you're selling just that amount of time 4.8 for the (laughs) (laughs) we're going way off the rails
0: so bad all right
1: sponsored by the aclu all right
0: if you haven't taken a look at like what came out in 1995 this was a phenomenal year for music i didn't realize until i went back and looked but nate's Gangsta's Paradise, Matt's Alanis set, you ought to know. Uh, TLC, we had Waterfalls and Creep. Uh, Seal had Kiss from a Rose. Montel Jordan dropped This Is How We Do It. Uh, we got Big Papa from the Notorious B.I.G. But my favorite, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, was Mariah Carey's Fantasy. Modern- I think i've explained this in past segments it's been a while since we've done one of these but i just listened to what was on the radio didn't really have uh the funds to go out and buy cassettes or cds i think they were in their early early stages maybe maybe not i don't remember but uh just a great song and it was always on the radio on the way to school on the way home after school it was just always on and it stuck in my head and it's mariah carey
2: come on you ever create your own mixtapes with like your parents' cassettes? So you take your parents' cassettes and then you go put it into your radio so that the drive at five is going or something like that, or the seven a.m. you know morning hustle or whatever is going on. So you make your own mixtape, recording that, and then you go take another tape, and now you're cutting out all the little commercials and stuff like that. That was fun.
1: Cool. Also, shout out Oasis. Champ- Champagne Supernova came out this year as well. Uh, yeah, another, another great song.
0: Yeah, the yeah. list is is phenomenal. Take a look at it if you haven't. All right, next up we got movies. What's a what's a movie, Matt?
1: Dude, the year nineteen ninety five. Talk about throwing straight yeah. heat and pun intended. The movie Heat came out this year. <laughs> heat, Tommy Boy, Ace Ventura, Casino. Some of the highlights for me, but my favorite as a kid, undoubtedly was Heavyweights. Ben Stiller in two different roles, playing himself and his, his crazy self and his own father. The kids that were in that just. I, I, I watched that movie like once a week i think at this time i fucking love that movie it was so funny so entertaining ben stiller doing back just walking on broke ben stiller is he's as funny in this movie as anybody is in anything like he's so good this was good this was a
0: good role for him
1: just just picking on kids just picking on kids slapping kids
2: calling them fat i've always wanted to go to the lake and have one of those big inflatable jump things on it so that we can like one person sits at the end of it and then the big you know someone else comes and jumps on the other way and just launches you right into the lake the blob yeah
1: they do the shade balloon the whole the whole everything about that. i love that
2: love that and i always check bed posts wherever i'm at for candy bars Snickers, and stuff like that now yeah. Yeah. Twix or something i do <laughs> yeah all right, so my movie's going to go in line with my song which the song was created for the movie and that's dangerous minds with michelle pfeiffer so she's in like the bay area tries to do like a she's trying to get credentialed as a teacher ends up becoming a full-time teacher for um a class that is full of like gang members and you know that kind of lifestyle or whatever like that i've always been kind of attracted into that that type of genre of film that like pulls at your heartstrings a little bit i don't really come from like a great area like we're just drugs and welfare, essentially like that, where I grew up. So you kind of get some of that, not necessarily in the gang life, but just like, Hey, this is how life is type of stuff. Right. And her trying to do those type of things, it's, I don't want to say inspiring, but, uh, just, it just feels good. Right. Like you feel like, okay, that that stuff happens out there in the world. And it's based off a true story. So Michelle Pfeiffer, Dangerous Minds.
0: Movie for me again, Matt mentioned it. This was a phenomenal year for movies as well. Uh, he mentioned a few of them here. I'll try and not repeat it, but Braveheart also came out seven. Waterworld, Billy Madison, Major payne that's a great one, Jumanji. Toy Story, out of those, for me, Jumanji sticks out the most. I remember it, I watched it, it was a fun movie, it felt real. The CGI now is kind of cheesy, but back then, those damn monkeys, they were real. They were, they were as real as it got.
2: Do you ever, so like Jumanji, they have the game inside like Targets and Walmarts now? i am terrified to buy it it is like a ouija board to me no, like
0: no i walk faster i walk faster past yeah. that section
2: i feel like it rumbles and and if you find one that's got like a wooden box too and i'm like fuck
0: that like yeah. no way you start hearing the drums even though there's no drums
2: <laughs> i had one as a kid i refused to open it up refused to open yeah. it up
1: i didn't uh r.i.p rob williams that's great yeah. love love jumanji oh what other movie there's another movie saw on their um friday friday came out this year
2: yeah friday
0: i see empire records as well yep terrence would uh, be out of us if we didn't mention that one
2: yep Yep. yeah all
0: right next up video games anybody got a video game
2: yep i got a video game so the one that resonates with me so there's there's bangers out there right and there's three big ones to me but i'm going to pick the one that this is where i got into this stuff right was wwf wrestlemania so wwf wrestlemania the arcade game came out this year it was just awesome to be able to play as like doink the clown and you know brett the hitman Heart, all these type of people or whatever like that and just do big WrestleManias. you know you're you're wondering what position you're going to be in so oh i came out 17th or whatever so you're just watching the computer play for a little while or whatever like that but when you do like royal rumbles or Mm -hmm. any type of game modes like that but it was one game that i played with my brothers a lot too because my brothers got me into wrestling during around that time as well so wwf wrestlemania is the one for me
0: yeah if you're into wrestling i can see the appeal there i didn't really get the latest and greatest when it came to video games as a kid uh my brother and i enjoyed the classics mario brothers uh, three on snes donkey kong country f-zero star fox games like that we had a uh, super nintendo nintendo n64 it never really had like playstation sega or any of those but looking back at what came out this year and i think if i had to go back and pick a favorite probably be twisted metal if you look at what came out that year that's sick yeah just a fun game like just mindless driving destroying other cars on the road with
2: whatever weapon your car had right now you can play soccer twisted metal soccer also known as rocket league
1: metal was dope just metal was like obviously on the lower end of like the golden eye scale but it was like that fun multiplayer game mm-hmm. you and your buddy could play with and just have a blast and there was ai in there um, yeah. another i think this was like the first year i started playing like pc games like um real-time strategy games command and conquer came out this year and like i remember that was dope age of empires came out i started playing that a little after but like those games i spent some time playing those games never do well but still have a blast like oh look at this dark map right here let me go see what's going on over here 15 tanks oh no
0: (laughs) so that was uh, i will wreck anyone in command and conquer or age of empires yeah tony was really good at those things
2: you ever play heroes of might magic not that one it's like turn-based basically same concept yeah
0: rts was what i gravitated towards like the later 90s
1: um tv shows tv shows any tv shows you guys want to mention here i got one i got one too so this show started in 1994, but I think it started getting way more popular in 1995. And it was as a kid whose parents watched Saturday Night Live and who would watch Saturday Night Live, but like wasn't, obviously I was a little young for Saturday Night Live, most of it. All that on Nickelodeon, the kid version of Saturday Night Live with Kenan, Kel, Amanda, like just that show was so funny. I remember as a kid, just I loved every time I, I would watch that show live. And then they'd have reruns on on Nick, and I'd watch them. I'd watch all of them. i love all
2: that. Fun fact all that is rebooting. Ooh, interesting. I'll have it to is, it watch is rebooting. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I mean, reboot they're not going to but... have Amanda sitting on her bed, <laughs> you know, or nothing like that. I but... went,
1: when she had the Amanda show, I remember like a field trip for like my fourth grade field trip, fifth grade field trip. I don't know. We went to see a recording of the Amanda show, and like, my buddy just kept yelling amanda you're hot and then they asked us to leave and then we had to wait for our class after after, after outside of the burbank studio
2: so a couple other tv shows that came out in 95 one jeff foxworthy show which was pretty funny if you're into that whole you know that was the hype of you might be a red basically the drew carey show which i think was pretty awesome that was fun my my parents Um, watched that one i do remember that one a lot it was like the drew carey show and then you'd get um what is that game show that he did basically ah oh, damn it
1: whose line is it anyway which is yeah. that started in like the 80s but i feel like it didn't get funny until he was hosting or it didn't yeah, get yeah Washington
2: whose line Yeah, like wayne brady and all those guys on there right but there was that and then um damn it there was oh the wayne's brother show came out in 1995 as well so that one was pretty good right working a newsstand but my favorite one and this goes back to what i was talking about with my brother in this video game was wcw monday nitro came out in 1995 as a response to the 1993 you know wwf monday night raw essentially like that and i want to read to you what the what the synopsis of this show is what they advertised as what you know what you can expect here's the preview you know this is what we are it says the toughest wrestlers in the world get together with the hottest babes in professional wrestling to bring you two hours of exciting wcw monday night action high flying moves chair shots cat fights wcw nitro has it all wrestling was elite back in the 90s right but uh cool thing about that show is that's where uh i believe it's where goldberg actually you know debuted and stuff like that too so you know there's some pretty big wrestlers that came out in that you know monday night nitro was how you know the nwo kind of got featured and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff as well too right so it it was awesome to go back to back watching that and monday night raw you know on the same night
0: hate on them all you want for the uh the description but they got demographics to hit all right and i think they checked all the boxes there yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> another show i remember i don't have a favorite cuz i don't remember any single show that i watched uh, as a kid but goosebumps debuted this yeah. year and i know i watched that one like later on so give a shout out to goosebumps
2: dude like scholastic book fairs and you're like all right i got to go get the the haunted goalkeeper yeah. or something like that but then you pick it up and you're like do I really want to read this? Because it's going to be so scary. Right?
0: It was, it, <laughs> and most of them were so unique. There was no other books that I was aware of that were the choose your own adventure. I think they were the yeah. only ones. That's the
1: thing. dude. I, I remember I was reading books and I was like, all right, my life's pretty cool. This is pretty sweet. I got a good thing going. And then they came out with the choose your own adventure books and blew my mind. I was just like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. You hold yeah. your place because you're a chick. I was a chicken. <laughs> I'm like, all yeah, right. I have <laughs> to go back. Let me hold page 37. I don't know how 76 <laughs> is going to treat me. <laughs> oh, shit. I got eaten by a gopher damn it back it, thirty-seven. <laughs> so,
0: there's some shows they range in like what they're about but uh what genre they are but they're for like kids and they have choose your own adventure yep, for the kids fire stick yeah you
2: can there was a um there was a live act uh, a choose your own adventure thing for like the xbox or apple tv i forget what show it was game of thrones uh the walking dead I think it was it had like a choose your own adventure thing where you could just go click through it like on your Apple TV, download the app or something like that, or it was in Netflix or something like that. It was pretty cool. It's
0: like a video game for people who just like the cutscenes, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. All right, let's move on. Finish it up with uh, memory. What is a memory that you guys like, good or bad, from this time?
1: Probably, I think it was the baseball tryouts. I feel like like the fresh cut grass, like the excitement of seeing my friends on the baseball field. You know, we there'd be like a pancake breakfast one weekend to like raise money, like a fundraiser. And then like the next weekend, they would do like the tryouts, and it was like a whole like. And my dad was a coach, and he was also like like vice president of Little League baseball and Banning, so he he'd be involved. I'd be there with him set stuff up. He was like the all star coach, so like it was just. I remember that was like the height of like my involvement in baseball. I'd be working the snack bar, just like I feel like April, like March of like that 1995 is when I really start remembering being super involved in like all the baseball stuff
0: every weekend. Yeah. How liberal were you with the nacho cheese at the snack bar?
1: Dude, so liberal with nacho cheese, and like, oh, you bought five licorice, but you're a girl? You just got ten licorice. Way to go. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> My name's Matt. I'll be here all weekend. What's up? Nice. Yeah. I just learned that cooties aren't a thing. <laughs> I never believed in cooties.
2: I was always about... I was I was about that. I was about that action boss about that. Action. I believe in him. <laughs> I believe in him now. I definitely believe in him now.
1: The yeah, Cooties are more real when you're an adult and you're around other adults yeah. who don't know how to take care of themselves properly. Called <laughs> means <laughs> something
2: way different. I think my favorite memory would be like things with my brothers. So my brothers are like 10 and 13 years older than me. Right. So my oldest brother graduated high school. Or my, he's the youngest of the oldest. He's 10 years older than me. He graduated high school like the year prior. So he was living up with us at our dad's place. And my brothers would teach me how to play video games around this time frame. And I remember one day I wasn't allowed to go in my own bedroom for like two hours, but they set up like this whole thing of like 1500 little green army men basically like across the floor and set up like this whole war thing or whatever, they had the green ones and the tan ones and little tanks and like they made this whole map thing that they drew out and everything. So it was kind of cool. Like we played like this, you know, it lasted like 10 minutes of playing and they set it up for like hours and hours and hours, but I'll never forget that. Like walking in and just seeing like this whole battle zone, saving private Ryan scene type of thing, like across my whole bedroom or whatever. It was so cool. You guys just needed like a couple sets of 20 sided dice. You got some DD right there. Yeah. You know, we could have really used like some GPS satellites too. you know, pulling the whole thing, you know, multi-domain operations and stuff like that. I've never felt more jealous <laughs> to be the oldest child ever in my life. <laughs> <laughs> You got a memory, Tony, or no? You just don't have any memories. You're just like wanting to live. Just, by curiosity. Was it just us? was
1: the whole year just one cocaine,
2: drunken, fueled rage? Like what yeah. was? What? <laughs> were you just praying for Matt to have another f- heart problem all year? <laughs> your first. Is that' f- what you t- were Tony, doing. Was it 1995? I felt like it could have been 1995. Yeah. Did you do your first fantasy football draft at that point too? <laughs> Are you guys done? Are you done? Yeah. What you got, Tony? Give me uh, <laughs> a money tumor. <laughs>
0: As I mentioned earlier, this was fifth grade for me. I was in Mr. Wallace's class at Hemerling Elementary. Did you ever go to uh, Hemerling, Matt? No,
1: but I know you, I went to just Cabbage Elementary. I know you went to 15 different elementary schools and Banner only had 14.
0: (laughs) I went to all of them. Uh, Mr. Wallace, though, he was a very unique teacher who had a completely different uh, way of teaching. Uh, We were handed a packet of work each day, which he led us through, right? We had the little lectures at the beginning. But once we were finished, you know, he graded it and then we received a paycheck on how well we did. So you were kind of incentivized to like pay attention and do well. And then we could save our money we could buy neat gifts like the kids love like toys or donuts i usually went with the donuts and then there was another thing you could do which was spend it on time in a play area we had like a like a playground his class was massive there was like a gym thing in the middle of his classroom kind of fenced off right you had to pay the kid running it to go in and, and play you could spend it on video games you could play board games with other students i think they had dnd there some of us would play the nerdier kids and then uh, each kid got to run one of those stations so we could make money each day as well as like the money we'd make for doing our uh, schoolwork. I learned about hard work for sure in Mr. Wallace's class and I also learned how to have fun. His class was a ton, a ton of fun. I think this dude was on like Oprah, he's written books. He was like all about like world peace. He passed away a few years ago but definitely a memorable thing for me that happened in 1995.
1: I just remember that in that year, cause I went to the same school where my grandfather taught at. My grandfather was a resource teacher at that school and i remember that i would go to the snack bar and like order a ton of licorice and I'm like oh it's gonna be like five bucks and i'm like just put it on bob graham's tab i just haven't put it on my grand. i don't even know if it existed but they were like okay and they gave it to me and i would just be handing out licorice like i was a licorice dealer the and then like i remember like my parents my grandma grandfather my grandfather was such a sweet man he never said anything i think he just kept paying it but i think he told my parents my parents like yo you cost Papa like 75 bucks in licorice last month. You need to
0: stop. Grandpa had to take out a second mortgage.
1: <laughs> I was like, all right, my bad. I'm sorry. I thought, I don't know. Like, I didn't even know what a tab was. I just thought like, oh, my grandpa works here. I get free licorice. I thought that's how it works. That's not how it works. Someone had to
0: pay for that licorice. If you were in Mr. Wallace's class, you could have paid for it yourself.
2: <laughs> all I got from this was basically like, somehow Tony found like the biggest private STEM school in all of like banning Cabazon area that doesn't exist at all. Like, like, I saw Matt's face so when he said, there's like a playground thing. Like, in the middle of his car, like, what the hell?
1: Our <laughs> like, school was right next to a freeway. The 10 freeway. One of the biggest freeways in all of the land. We would do the turkey trot and, like, part of the turkey trot track was right where the... right. It was literally, I could throw a rock and hit cars. I could throw a rock not very far at the cars. It literally, it was like five feet on the other side of the fence was the side yeah. of the freeway. Horrible. I remember one time, there was like, our bathrooms were up there. One time, a car crashed to the fence and went through the bathrooms so we all had to use the kindergarten toilets for like a week miserable man like and this guy's in hippy dippy school in (laughs) hemmerling paying for dungeons and dragons and i'm learning how to dodge smog man it sucks sucks
2: you know what's funny it's like only people from california say the and then the highway number right like so you said like the 10 or the 5 or the 101 or the 405 or stuff like that nobody in the rest of the country says like oh, I'm going, I'm going to go, you know, hit the 95 to the 201 or whatever like that. They still say the route, right? They, they say don't... like highway one or route one or interstate what? 80 or something.
1: So they didn't learn proper grammar and how to start sentences and begin conversations or how's this working?
2: Imagine California learning grammar. <laughs> All
0: right. That was our 1995. Thank you for sharing guys. How was, uh, how was 1996 for you, Nate? Want to, want back on when we cover that year?
2: Yeah. I got all the time in the world, dog. I'm I'm down for nostalgia, going back in time and letting people know how cultured I am.
0: All right. We'll pencil you in. Uh, before we close up shop here, why don't you tell the good people once again, where they can find more of Nate?
2: Yeah. You can find our podcast on all platforms that are, uh, or I guess my podcast, I should say, on all the platforms that you're listening to this. Just scroll down. You can click a link. I'm doing that so that Tony makes sure that he puts a link down there. But or you can Always search it. for it at Taco Gore Pod on all socials. So that's Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you have a social media. Uh maybe Feet Finder, I don't know. But we'll we'll look at getting into that, see if there's any any uh fees there. Might make an OnlyFans, I don't know. So Julian is sweating right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feet Finder and OnlyFans. Hell yeah. Let's go, Julian. I might have a spot for you in our league. Uh, <laughs> I heard that if you get three sackos in a row, like Tony, um, you can end up um being eliminated from league contention. So no, but uh, I think we're gonna start up doing some Twitch streaming stuff too. We might like actually stream our episodes that we're recording live do that on Twitch as well. And then maybe play a little bit of Madden and stuff like that to um, add into it, you know, from the corporate account, I guess you would say so. Yeah, you can find us there. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. We have made it just about an hour. Are we trying to reward anyone who's made it this far into the episode?
1: All right, so here's the incentive for league members. This is only for league members. Sorry to all our other loyal fans. Um, we know we got your attention. We love you guys. We appreciate you more than our league members. But we started this podcast for the f in the 58 West King podcast. that Don't listen except for Nate um, and maybe Jason, although I it has not been confirmed that he listens either, but we said a lot of nice things about him. Either way, so this is for all of the other nine members of the league. Not Nate, not uh Tony, not me. If you listen to this and you text me or group chat to Facebook, just the number sixty-nine, I will let my wife and/or stepdaughter, whoever which one decides they want to do this, slap my bare stomach as hard as they possibly can, and I will send that message to the group. You have a week. You have one week. This is not like, hey, hey I heard this seven months ago. Let me see some belly slapping. We have a week from when this releases, uh, and we'll time it. Please, Tony and Nate, do not give anybody any tips. I really want to check listenership. This is just a a thing.
2: We've already given many tips today. If you, if you need a recap of the tips, uh, my number three tip was to,
0: Uh, I'll offer up another incentive to anyone who's made it this far. Just text Matt or myself. Let's also do the number 69. Just text it to me. And uh, I will let the wife douse me with a pitcher of water, wherever she wants, wherever she deems fit.
2: Like, can you, so I'm going to,
0: so I'm standing, I'm standing in the backyard. She's with a pitcher, she does whatever she wants with it. No, so I thought the you house, meant like yeah, wherever she room, wants, meaning like anywhere, kitchen. yeah. Oh, no, 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 So no.
2: what I am saying is that, that for that to be right, and um, if if you can get Tony's wife to do that in front of the movie theater that's been by our house, there's a fountain out there, and she takes the picture, dumps the pitcher into the fountain, and then tosses it on him out in public without any like explanation. It's basically just walk up, she picks up a pit, she has a picture in her hand, dumps it in the water, dumps it all over him and then they walk away, right? Because that would be pretty funny or whatever. Then I will double the amount that I got from winning the last competition of, you know, subscribing to the podcast and getting the downloads on a phone within a store, which was $15 delivered to me within seconds of me sending out the tweet. I will double that to 30 bucks and I will VMO it to you. But you have to tweet at the 58 West King podcast. Tony has to agree to let Charlotte douse with water in front of a the movie theater, correct?
0: No, he doesn't. I'm fine with
2: it. He doesn't have to agree to us. She just has to get it done. Oh, so hey, we're going to cold we're going to Coldstone. And then why do you have a picture in hand? You know why I have a picture in your hands happening. We're not really going So to if cold you're Stone.
1: listening to this first and you're not the three of us, you stand to watch me get my tummy slapped. You stand to watch Tony get doused with water outside a movie theater. And because he got doused with water outside a movie theater by Charlotte, Nate's gonna pay you thirty bucks. This is a big deal for one lucky member, and I'm willing to put the odds at f***ing sh- to none that no one's going to text us in the week. But let's see what happens. I'll remain
2: faithful. I'll put it as slim to none that Tony doesn't end up going to the damn movie theater with Charlotte so that he doesn't have to get doused in public.
0: I'll be nowhere near Cinemark anytime soon.
2: Shout out to the
1: Whiskey Flick podcast. Listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, putting out some new episodes. She got some more coming out, The Dark Knight. And uh, I believe there's a Spider-Man episode coming out as well.
0: Sheesh. Jeez. Nice. Uh, we've got player rankings with Matt, Terrence, and Kendall in the chamber. So keep an eye out for that. For Matt, Nate, and the entire cryptocurrency mining department here at the Fifty Eight Westing headquarters. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: Tua, Tunga by Loa
2: Did you really go to church, Tony?
0: Rob uh, yeah, there was a uh, mass was incredible, lots of mass, lots of discussions about iron, uh lots of talk about uh rear deltoids. I was confused here.
1: <laughs> I wasn't the only one confused yeah. by the set. I was like, shit, I thought I knew the Italian
2: rapscallion. oh <laughs> the gym. I get it. I was like, I was like, this son of a bitch mocking me <laughs> so. Last night, I bought Niner tickets for Niners Broncos Sunday Night Football in Denver. How much did that cost? $17,000. <laughs> <laughs> I sold a truck and I should be paying off all my bills. And I decided to buy Niner tickets with it because I wanted to do something fun. Did
1: you see that TikTok? He's got like a nice hat on. He's got like a chain on. He's like, people see me with expensive, shit. they think I'm rich. Fuck no, oh. I'm irresponsible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. That shit's so good, man. So good.